Hello, everyone, and welcome to Exploring Awesome. Uh, my name is Jim Kellner. I'm a stage hypnotist, a, a hypnotherapist, and of course, all-around swell fella. Guys, I am really excited. This is our first, our the first time that I'm doing a live uh, YouTube uh, broadcast. So if you're listening to this on Blog Talk or somewhere else, uh, check out my channel, Jim Kellner, on YouTube, and uh, you can uh, you can follow it, follow the uh, you can watch this or listen, whatever. Sorry, this is a new first time. All right, uh, guys, I'm really excited. Um, I have a special guest on today. I know it's every time it's a special guest, but I've uh, I've known this guest for a long time. Um, you know, we've worked in, together in the past, and uh, really excited um, today. One thing I'd like to ask you. I was going to say this earlier. Sorry. Uh, one thing I'd like to ask you. You know, one of the quotes that I, I really like was by Wayne Dyer. Well, at least that's when I first heard him. He said, "Would you rather be right or kind?" And I posted on Facebook one time, and and Laura came back with, um, "How about both?" And I thought that was great. I thought that was really awesome. And uh, that's one of the reasons I want to have her on the the show, because uh, I think she's going to help us um, a lot in uh, in finding out how to be right and kind at the same time, and right and happy. As Dale Carnegie said, because he, he said, would you rather be right or happy, I think. And so maybe we can be all those things. So let me just tell you real quick about, about Laura. She's been a trainer for over 25 years, teaching communications, business startup, nonprofit, board, staff trainings, and many basic and advanced mediation and conflict resolution subjects. Now she's also been a certified uh, mediator for 13 years. She's mediated with uh, families, businesses, and victims and offenders classes. Uh, she specializes in high emotion uh, family cases. She has a highly developed skill and ability to listen and question even in the presence of strong emotions. She's got hundreds of hours of mediation experience. She assists the parties to get past their fixed positions and strong emotions in order to ascertain their real interests and achieve a resolution. Today, by listening to this podcast, guys, you're going to find out about conflict styles. You're going to find out uh, the structure of conflict and the best part, conflict resolution tips. And with that, everybody, please welcome to the show, Laura O'Neill. Hello, Laura. Hello, Jim Kellner. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's great to be here, and it's great to be in this new technology. Yes. Isn't it exciting? Now, um, you know, I was, uh, out to the guests out there, I was under the impression um, that we could... Um, you know, have people join into the the conversation, and um, I'm not sure if that's actually true or not. We are going to put. If you are able to see the chat information on the side, I'm going to put up our contact information. Um, <clears throat> and Laura, that was Facebook.com/slash the Advice Lady. Is that right? Yeah, and actually, um, yeah. If they look for the Advice Lady, they'll probably find it. Yeah. What's your? Do you know what your slash is? Do you have a name? Uh, it's just slash advice. The the advice lady. The advice lady. Okay. There are some there are some numbers and letters beyond that, but ah, okay. Find me there. Hopefully, find it there, and um, you can find me, of course, at uh, Facebook slash just Jim Kellner. Also, oh, I want to me... put this out. What's that? There, I put mine up there as well. We'll see if that oh, works. Oh, if fantastic! Can find me. There it it says me. Doesn't say Laura yeah. O'Neill. It just says me. Perfect. Uh, I do. So, um, in order for you to join the conversation, what I can do, if you if you're on YouTube right now and you want to click in and join, looks like we've got two viewers. And hey, if that's Bradley Stewart Jeffrey out there listening, hello, Bradley. He uh, he tweeted tweeted me earlier. If you'd like to, you can. Um, if you'd like to join the conversation, 
tweet me your email address at jimkellner.com. No, at <laughs> Twitter at Jim Kellner. That's J-I-M-K-E-L-L-N-E-R. And that is on Twitter. Tweet me your email address, and I will add you to our Google Hangouts when it's appropriate time to do that. All right. Wow, what a lot of stuff. I'm sorry for that. Let's let's get right into this. My goodness. Um, I do want to mention real quick, Laura's got a special offer um, at the end of this at the end of this, so um, so please do listen to the end. She's got a really special offer uh, for people that want to take advantage of her her skills, her uh, coaching. So uh, please listen. Laura, can you talk to us about about conflict styles? Yeah, um, you know, it's interesting when, when I do trainings with folks, uh, whether I do it in a business or if I do it for the community, whoever it is, it's one of the things that we start with because when you're going to try to deal with conflict, you're going to work on your communication skills, any of those kind of things, the thing that I think is the most important is you need to have some self-awareness and to me that's key in, in everything I do. I think it's probably really key in what you do too, Jim. And um, one of the ways that we do that is to talk about conflict styles. How do you deal with conflict? What, what kind of things do you do that, that are a key or a, a clue, if you will, to your conflict style? And there, there are basically five conflict styles. Is now a good time to go through those and talk about those a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah, okay, let's, great. let's hear those. I want let's to talk what, about this. What mine is. Yeah, let's talk about what yours is. And and one thing that's really great when we do take a training, when we do a training, we actually have a test that you can take and that can help you figure that out. But when you listen to what some of the the aspects of these are, you you yeah, we know each other know ourselves a little bit, we can usually figure that out. So the the first one, and I bring this one up because this tends to be the most popular for, for people. It's it's not a popular type of style, but it is what is most common. And, okay. you know, out there in YouTube land, if this is you, you can raise your hand or you can tweet to Jim and tell him if this is you. But the number one conflict style in America is avoidance. Hey, I'm good and, at that one. <laughs> yay. And, um, and so you're in the total majority. And, <laughs> and, and what, what avoiding conflict looks like is is literally that. It's a great word for it. Um, if you see somebody walking down the street that you're maybe you've had a little falling out with or maybe there's something that you were supposed to get done and you didn't get done, if you're an avoider, you're going to cross the street, you're going to cross to the other block, you're going to really, you're going to physically avoid that person instead of dealing with that person. Does that make sense? So you're literally avoiding. Can I just I just want to say something. Um, um, I am listening. I am. Uh, if I look distracted, I'm over on Twitter right now, tweeting back to people. Fantastic. So, um, so please keep please keep going. And yes, that doesn't make sense. I I know probably a lot of us do that. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, yeah. So keep your tweets coming in because Jim is a phenomenal multitasker and he can do that <laughs> and listen. So. Uh, and so it's really common for people to avoid. You know, conflict is uncomfortable. It it doesn't feel good. It's it's one of the reasons it's so hard to market my business. Is um, <clears throat> I don't put out there all the companies that I work with. Oh, these people have conflict. These people have conflict. These people have conflict. You know, it's it's, it's a hard thing to market. But it it I can tell you that most companies have some form of conflict because conflict. If you leave it alone, you know how people will say. I just blew it off. I didn't, you know, it didn't really bother me. 
probably not true and if you mm -hmm. don't deal with your conflict it will actually begin to escalate and so it's really better if you can push through that avoidance and, and try to get some help to handle it. Another another one that is, is really common, it's like avoiding, but it is slightly different, and that's accommodating. And when your conflict style is to accommodate someone, the way that looks is to say, um, oh, Jim, you are absolutely correct. It, it was completely my fault. I am so sorry. It will never happen again. You are absolutely right. Oh, yes, that opinion is spawn. You're the dude. Oh, and, I like that. that. Right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a popular one if it's not you. Right? Um, so, you know, I want to accommodate you. And, and sometimes if, you, if you're someone who's ever heard, um, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. You're absolutely right. It, out there in YouTube land, have you ever thought to yourself, uh, what are you sorry about? What exactly is it that you're sorry about? And it's because sometimes people apologize or they accommodate so soon that you can tell it's simply to avoid the conflict. It's not really because they're truly sorry. Mm. So, you know, that that's um, that's another behavior. It's another way that people deal with conflict. So, uh, excuse me for one second. So, if sure. if somebody says something like that, um, you're, you're saying that they're not, they haven't just seen it your way. Uh, oftentimes, what they really are just kind of kind of placating you and just kind of just ignoring it. Sometimes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not all the time, of course, but right. um, but but absolutely, sometimes that's the way it is because people are so uncomfortable. I mean, I have seen people use these two behaviors, the avoiding and the accommodating. For example, in the workplace, they will leave their job. They will quit their job. Wow. They will literally say, I would rather quit my job than go to a mediation session. I would rather wow. quit my job than to have to deal. So it isn't really even the data or the content of the, the issue itself as much as it is just they've couched this thing in conflict which they can't handle and so they just will totally leave it. People leave marriages, they leave relationships, they leave jobs, they leave conversations not because of the data but because they have this feeling that there's a confrontation coming, there's a conflict coming and it's that alone that they can't deal with. And that's why people need help. I mean people need help from you in what you do um, to deal with conflict, and people need me to help them in in conflict. Makes sense. Fantastic. It does. Uh, I think yeah. anybody that can help us kind of navigate that because uh, you know, for some of us, that's not an easy thing to do, and it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess probably for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Here's something I always wonder about too. Now, do some people just find it? I mean, because there are those people that are just very forthright. They just tell you whatever's on their mind. Mm -hmm. um, for them, do you, in your experience, do they find that uncomfortable, but they do it anyway, or is it just it feels good to them to do that? Well, it's a brilliant question, actually, because the third type of conflict style falls under the word of competitive. It falls under being a competitor, and the way that looks is that people will, they need to win. They absolutely need to win. They need to win an argument. They need to seal that deal. They need to win on a sports team, and they need to win in arguments. And what we'll do after we talk about these and give you just this overview, we'll also talk about the goods and the bads. You know, what are the okay. benefits of having this, and what are the, the negatives? 
so so there are some there are some negative things with competitors who at you know they have to win at all odds they have to win and there are some phenomenal benefits to being competitive as well and we'll talk about those in just a minute Okay. Um, and, and so, so the last two, those are the three. We've got avoider, accommodator, and our competitor. But then we've also got the the person who is the compromiser. And a lot of people will think that that's the ultimate. You know, that's what we have to have, and we have to compromise. However, when you compromise, what's happening is you're really not getting every single thing you want or every single thing you need you're just getting some of what you need or some of what you want and so while that um, is good in some relationships and some relationships require that if you're in a long-term relationship with someone you need to develop some ability to compromise that's absolutely a part of a successful relationship whether it's business or work or couples but again there's there's a step beyond that that is even more powerful in the spectrum of building relationships and that is being collaborative and okay. when you're collaborative you are developing your ability to listen you're you're developing your skills of um, having a bigger thought process trying to think outside of what you currently think what you currently believe you're able to take in what that other person is saying now and, and here's the caveat to that you, you don't have to agree with someone to intently listen to them mm. some some people don't want to listen because they're they're afraid that somehow that signals that I agree with you right and that may not be that's not true at all I can listen I can take in what you're saying and completely disagree with you at the same time so those are the basic five conflict styles do you have you know, any um, questions on those or tweeters or? Know, well, it's um, it's interesting you talk about that really listening because I know, you know, for a lot, I think for a lot of us, I know I I have I have still have kind of a terrible habit of, even while someone's talking, I'm I'm formulating what I want to say next. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And I've tried to become more present and detached from that, um, and just listen. Um, although sometimes then I forget what I wanted to say, but I, you know, I guess like mom used to say, I guess it wasn't that important, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but I, I do think that you know um, that's a that's a really great strategy to to use. I wonder, would this be a good time to? Um, I don't know. You have a chat message. Did you see that over there? Sent I did you a not. Chat message. Um, um, it says GM Butler wants to join in. Okay. Is that? That's uh, what I'm seeing. I don't know how to tell him. Okay. No, I will. I just wanted to know if you, if you were ready to take a take a take a question, sure. maybe. Sure. You right, bet. Let's see if. Let's see if GM I has know, a. Uh, I have to know no GM, so that'll be great. He may have a question. Well, that's what I, I wanted because I thought I'd seen him uh, comment on your uh, Facebook before, so <laughs> so I recognized the name. All right, Good. Good. GM, you have been invited to the conversation. Um. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Uh, sorry, folks. This is really uh, I'm uh, learning new technology here. Uh, okay. If it creates a conflict, well then we'll take care of it. I think we're okay. I think we've got a. Uh, yeah, I think we've got. I think uh, I think I invited him. So okay. Jim, if you're listening, I have tried to invite you. I hope it went. And we'll you may need a Gmail happens. account to join the conversation. I'm not sure. All right. So, Jim, tweet oh, me we're if you're. Uh, 
yeah, tweet me if you're not uh, if you haven't been invited, and I'll try again. And now I can't get rid of the box here. Um, oh, there it is. Hold on. Oh, I think I just did it. Yay! Okay, cool. Right on. Oh, the box wasn't big enough. So, so we have the five different styles. Um, we could talk about the benefits. That the, a little bit. Oh, go ahead, please. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Do you find that there are? Uh, I mean, I think you know. And what I do is we kind of learn that that people, pretty much everything we do, there's a reason for what we do it. It may not be a good reason. But mm -hmm. there's a part of us that is trying to either help us, protect us, or whatever. You know, for instance, somebody who might be afraid of flying, you know, mm -hmm. their subconscious is saying, hey, look, you know, <laughs> there could be danger there, right? Um, it may not be logical, but, but still there's that danger. So, mm -hmm. um, where was I at? Anyway, so what, what are some, uh, are there advantages to, to um, I, you know, honestly, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. So, well, no, well, are the there? Benefits. I'm reading your mind a little bit. Okay, um, good. Are, are there advantages and disadvantages to these? And and here's the deal: you you touch on, kind of, you touched on a good point there, um, and that is that all of us have the ability to have all of these different skills, but there's one that we tend to fall back on. There's one that we, we tend to say, oh, you know, this is my go-to thing. And when I'm not thinking about it, when I'm under stress, when I'm really nervous, it's the go-to thing that we go to. It's the, the skill that we go to, if you want to call it a skill. Mm -hmm. It's the place that we go. But what we also see, especially when we do this training in the workplace and people take that test, we find that we can develop skills, we can um, become more aware, and we can adopt these other ways of being. So, so this is a good segue into what the benefits, the pros and cons are of each of these. Mm -hmm. um, the negatives for the avoider, the person who just wants to avoid conflict at all, uh, you know, at all cost, the benefit is that it's, it is, in the short term, it's very safe. You know, if you're talking, to, to use a big, horrible example, if you're talking about domestic violence or violence at all, if you're an avoider, then that's going to be good right now. That's going to be really good that you're an avoider. You're going to do whatever it takes to get away from that, and that is a really good thing. Um, an avoider who is in a long-term relationship that you might term a healthy relationship or a good relationship that they want to keep going the negatives for an avoider are that usually they don't ever get their needs fully met mm. because they're just avoiding the situation. Um, they're living usually with like a low fever conflict. They're living with this low um, feeling all the time, this energy spend around this whatever this issue is or issues in the relationship. So that, you know, that is a negative. Um, they can begin to feel bitter because this thing is is eating away at them and that's very similar also for the accommodator you know it's interesting I had a uh, uh, it's interesting you mentioned this because I actually had a client one time who um, I don't remember the exact the exact reason uh, we'd gotten to about three sessions in, and she still was having some trouble with the with the weight loss component and so I did a special technique um, to help her to put the past behind her mm. um, and the interesting thing was, is she came back in and she said, for the last month, I have been so angry. I have been speaking up for myself. I've been telling hus my husband about, you know, uh, angry at my husband about things that happened on our honeymoon. Mm. And she felt like she had finally stopped pushing it all in and finally let it all out. 
you know? Beautiful, beautiful. Um, and it was a good experience, but I, as, and I, I warn clients now, too, when I do this technique, you know, you may be a little uncomfortable for a little while while mm -hmm. that's all coming out. Um, right. It's a new so, skill for them. It is, so yeah. They're, they're, they're not going to do it perfectly right away. Exactly. There's going to be some, some fine-tuning, right? Absolutely, absolutely. When we're, when we're talking about... Um, so again, so same for accommodating as we talked about avoidance, the same thing. Um, with, the, with the competitive piece, the pros are that so many people who are leaders have a very competitive style of life. Their lifestyle is competitive. Their character is competitive. But so is their conflict resolution style. And it's really important for them to win. And, and we need those people because those kind of people are phenomenal at making decisions. They're, they're, I'm not saying that they make the right decision. I'm saying that they're really good at making decisions. And we need people who can make decisions because many times the avoider and the accommodator can get stuck. They can get really stuck and they can't make a decision because, you know, what if it hurts somebody's feelings? Well, that's going to bring up a conflict. Yeah, it's going to blow up. Yeah. So um, so you don't get a lot from them as far as they make decisions. I, I don't mean to say they don't, but your bigger decisions are easier for the competitor. Okay. The problem for the competitor, the thing that comes up the most for them, is that they have um, – Stereotypically, let me say it that way, they are, they're not relationship people. Their relationship is, is with them and their goals, okay. right? They're not necessarily relationship one-on-one, -on -one, me and you, you know, they're not, that's yeah. not their, their number one go-to. So they can alienate people a lot because they're, they're looking at the thing, you know, they're looking at the goal, they're looking at their, the thing they're trying to achieve, or they're looking at the win, Whereas, instead of tell me more about how you feel, eh, you're not gonna you're not gonna get that a lot unless they've had some training. Unless there's something that motivates them, something's happened in their life that motivates them that says I need to be thinking about relationships. So, um, compromise. I think we already touched on that. That it's it's great and everybody needs to have that if they're gonna have a great relationship. There there has to be a part of that. It's a it's a give and take thing. That's a real deal. You know, you've really got to have some give and take. That's right. important. But um, you don't always get a sense of fulfillment, a sense of real satisfaction from that. With collaboration, which is the last one, there you get you know, a phenomenal result because you've taken in everybody's opinion. You've been inclusive. You've really listened. Can you guess, Jim, do you know what the downside to being collaborative is? Do you have any idea what it might be? Because there is one big downside. Is there? Um, that everybody wins? <laughs> <laughs> that is such a downside. Oh, I just hate when that happens. I hate it. Damn. I want to be the winner. You know, um, so collaboration. Oh, it takes. I bet it takes longer. Bingo! It's mm. really, really time-consuming. It's bet, yeah. really time-consuming. You've you've yeah. got to plan ahead, and you've got to really be thinking. You know, what are my goals here, and how can I make it happen? Because what what will happen is the competitor will say, "We don't need a plan. I already know what we need to do. We need to do what I want to do. So let's do it." <laughs> right. right. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, in an emergency, it depends on what you're doing. If you're in an emergency, mm -hmm. you need that. You need that person sure. to give that quick answer. Right. So. Um, 
those are the, the that's the short answer for the pros and cons of of the the different styles. Fantastic, mm -hmm. you know, um, and uh, let me just take a take a moment to just uh, if you're just joining us now, I know I said we just added another viewer. Uh, if you're just joining us now, you're uh, you're listening and watching to Exploring Awesome, the weekly podcast, uh, really designed to offering tips, tricks, and strategies, um, and interviews uh, with people to help you to live a more awesome life. I should have looked at my sheet here <laughs> for the tagline. Um, it's so different doing it on video. I don't want to look down or anything. I need a teleprompter or something. Um, I'm joined today by uh, Laura O'Neill, longtime friend of mine. She's also a uh, an expert in uh, conflict resolution. Um, she's got a great website, um, theadvicelady.com. Is that correct? That's it. Thank you. Thank goodness. Wow, it would have been terrible if I'd have gave somebody else's website address. Yes, out. it would have. And she's always got news. some. She's always got some some great quotes uh, on her Facebook page. You can follow her at uh, on uh, Facebook slash the Advice Lady. Uh, maybe some numbers after that, um, but you can do that. Now, um, and if you uh, continue to listen, as you continue to listen, as I know you will, you're going to find out a couple more things that we're going to talk about. So we've just talked about the different um, conflict styles. We're also going to cover the structure of conflict and conflict conflict resolution tips. For more, for more information uh, on uh, Jim Kellner, that's me. Go to my website, jimkellnerhypnotist.com. That's uh, two L's, one N. All right. I didn't have any more questions about that. I'm looking at the Twitter feed. Let me check the Twitter feed real quick, see what we've got right. going on. Uh, looks like GM is not joining us. I don't know if that's uh, they got busy or if we did something wrong over here. Um, oh, I just, I got, we just got here. This is kind of fun. I'm over on more than the Twitter feed. I'm going to read you a message from, from Greg Butler. Okay. Uh, thanks. Uh, getting there. Whoops. Again, <laughs> is uh, causing problems with Chrome. I'll just watch it for now. Yeah, that is the thing. Um, um, <coughs> the the thing with this. Oh wow, that's okay. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's the thing with. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing with the with this uh, with this this technology here. You got to download some extra stuff. It doesn't take very long, really. Um, if you're listening, uh, Greg. Um, it. I mean, you just did it the other day, right, Laura? I mean, it took right. less than five minutes, really. Mm -hmm. Now, here's something uh, troubling. Um, uh, B.S. Jeffrey, Bradley Stewart Jeffrey, says, uh, on screen I can see Laura, but I can't see you, and I'm not sure why that is, and I wonder if anybody else is having that experience. Um, but really, at least they've got the most important person. Well, so, exactly. You know, In fact, you know, I mean, really, I mean, that is the uh, the most important thing. So, th oh, oh, you know what? We don't have our – I was going to put the crown on you. They have uh, – in Hangouts, they have the, the effects. Oh, wait, there they are. Wait. Uh, I should stop screwing around. I was going to put you. Uh-oh, I'm not sure what I just did. Okay, hopefully nothing bad. I wonder if I have to put the crown on myself. Uh, maybe, maybe that's it. I was, I was looking if I, I couldn't even, uh, wouldn't even open. All right. So anyway, um, hey, um, if you can't see me, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to get that fixed for next time. Um, Ta-da! Feel free to bow before me. Ah. Can there she is, everyone. Laura O'Neill. <laughs> there we go. That's pretty um, exciting. So we just had a new viewer join us. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, Laura, 
You know, uh, I'm not seeing any uh, any questions pop up. We just have the comments uh, okay. from a couple people. Great, um, that's fine. So that's fun. We just got a couple. Of, I just got a couple of new followers too. So that's fantastic. Follow us, great. Yes, follow us, follow us. Um, also, you can follow uh, Laura O'Neill, although she doesn't really use it very much, I guess. But uh, well, I mean, if people start tweeting me, I'm going to start tweeting more. So you can bet that's going <laughs> to happen. So you can I do get notifications. Out. I get that one notification a week from Twitter. So that's feel free to. <laughs> it's Laura J O'Neill at Twitter, or Fantastic. however you say it. So tweet her so that she'll get on Twitter. Um, you can ask her questions. All right, we're about halfway uh, into the show right now. Um, I don't have any more questions. I thought you answered a lot of stuff. Well, you know, hmm. do you find do you find like well, I guess I think you covered this. I mean, there are certain in certain situations. Obviously, we want to use different. Con, you know, conflict styles, like we talked mm -hmm. about the avoidance. Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. obviously, if there's you know there's harm, you know that we probably want to avoid that in the short term at least, right. till the harm is is passed. And and uh, if we need to do something quickly, uh, what I'm hearing from you is we don't want to collaborate. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. If there's a fire in the building, right. everybody look to the competitor and say, <laughs> how do we get out of here? And let you know, <laughs> you just have to you have to work through those. But it's good if you can pull this information um, when you need it. I mean that's yeah. the very best case scenario is if you have more tools on your tool belt. Absolutely. Is it Absolutely. hard to take me seriously you know <laughs> in my tiara? I, I wanna you know this is a serious subject and I... That's right we want to treat conflict with the, 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 the with gravity the that it deserves right? <laughs> Perfect. All right. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. Well, um, I uh, I wonder. Do you want to talk about the structure of a conflict? Absolutely. Do you do you got some more time? Can you stick around? I can, and unless we're good, unless we're good to go, it's up to you, sir. Oh, I'm I'm good. Let's uh, let's 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 work through this. This is some great stuff here. So, talk to us about the structure of conflict, if you will. <laughs> I had to do it for you. I just had. I knew you'd look up and you'd see. Okay. We have well, at BS. We have at BS Jeffrey saying that I am seeing the crown back when the crown was on. So. Hey, nice. <laughs> good. Very good. Maybe there's a slight time delay as things are. Uh, and so, so let's talk a little bit more about about conflict and and the beauty is we'll end with some conflict resolution skills and and tips and certainly they can contact both of us if they want even more information on that. But um, there's an interesting thing about conflict that that when I teach my training, people are really shocked at this, mm -hmm. but it makes total sense. So if you have a con, there's a few things I want to talk to you about the structure of a conflict. Um, a conflict almost always invo involves emotion mm -hmm. and and if you for example if you wanna if we go to a, a seminar together and we're in the same room instead of virtually um, and I just lost your picture Jim so I'm assuming we're all still on I still have my little live button yeah there you are checking to see if checking to see if I could fix the, uh, the you're video playing situation. around over there you're playing around Okay, so with with the um, with the structure, there's there's emotion. So if you if we're in a, if we're an event together and um, we walk in a little late, and I want the front, there's only one front row seat left, and and you have to sit three rows behind, but you really want that front row seat, 
and I really want that front row seat. <laughs> you know, how do we collaborate? <laughs> how do we collaborate? There's only one front row seat. What do we do? Well, and how do you fix it? And we're at this place, and we don't want to have a big conflict in front of everybody and cause a big hullabaloo. And and so, if you don't really care if I sit in the front and you sit in the back, well, then we don't have a conflict. But if you've got a lot of emotion about that, or I have a lot of emotion about that, now we we have the beginnings of a conflict. But the piece that is in every single conflict, and this is the thing that people are often surprised to hear, is that we actually have to have common ground in order to have a conflict. And okay. in that example that I just told you, the common ground is the chair, the placement of that chair. In, in a divorce, common ground looks like you know the children. Common mm -hmm. ground looks like money. Because those are both, those are things, those are elements of, when, especially I do a lot of divorce mediations, those are the common things that people have a conflict about. And if, if you have um, a, a beloved hamster, for example, that your um, wife hates, when you get divorced, you don't have a common love for that hamster, so there's no conflict. <laughs> You see where I'm going with that? Gotcha. There, there is right. no conflict. Right. Um, and so you got to have a common ground, and you have to have emotion, and that's really what makes up um, conflict. That's what makes up the, the issue. Um, the way to resolve, if we want to move in a little bit to tips to resolve. Absolutely. <clears throat> when when you have that issue of the chair, I just use that as an example, and I, I'll give one other example in a, in a divorce case. But when you have that situation, what you need to find out is what is it about that chair? You know, why do you want that chair, Jim, right, mm. to sit up front? What, if you wanted to sit up front, what do you think some reasons are that you would want to sit up front? Well, I mean, a compelling reason might be if I had hearing trouble. Exactly. Right, so you might have well, a hearing, if, hearing problem. So, I mean, I guess we could use it in that situation. We could do a little bit of collaborating. You know, why do you need to sit up front? Why did you want to sit up front? And, and mm -hmm. if um, came to the conclusion if somebody else needed it more, I guess, right? Right. And what we call this, there, there are several different forms of mediation, but the model that I mostly use, because I work mostly with high emotion, I work with a lot of families, and mm -hmm. so... So the, the model that I use for mediation is called interest-based model or facilitative model, but we say interest-based in the industry. I want to know what your interest is in sitting there. What's the most important thing to you about sitting up front? Okay. And, and again, somebody could have a hearing issue. Somebody could just really love that chair. Maybe there's something about that particular chair. Maybe it's an armchair or some other thing. And if I can find out that for me, sitting up front is really being close enough to hear, it's literally the placement of mm -hmm. that chair. Right. If I can learn that and you can learn that my interest is the chair itself, well, guess what? We can put the chair itself on the third oh. row and get you another chair for your hearing up front. Good point. Isn't it Excellent. magic? It is it's magic. Called, Look at that. Folks, she's solving problems as we as we broadcast. That's right. Just if you're having a chair issue, you know, that's free. It's free to you. Usually free I charge twenty five cents. 
It's free to you. <laughs> that reminds me of the uh, the funny picture that you have. The uh, I've seen that uh, somewhere on your page somewhere where you're uh, you're sitting there like uh, was it, is it Lucy that offers the advice? Yep. You had yep. the advice for. Yes. <laughs> well, you know that's that. how. Thank you for bringing that up. That's how Advice Lady started. Hmm. Um, I, I as a mediator, I do an awful lot of listening. I, you know, vast. I'm talking a lot today, but this is kind of a training, visiting. Sure. But yeah. in mediation, you know, 80% of what I do is listening, and I love that. If, if somebody said, "What is your passion?" I would say to listen. You wouldn't get it from this conversation today, but I love to listen. I love what makes people tick, and it's my passion. I love to listen. So, uh, I went to a festival one time, and I saw two people sitting at this festival, you know, there are booths and all kinds of activity going on. And here are these two people sitting on the side of the grass in chairs and they had a platform in front of them, just plywood, just a thin plywood sheet in front of them that had feet on it. And so, you know, visually it directed us to walk up to them and stand on it. And they had a little sign that said advice people. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. And so when it was my turn to step up, I asked them, I said, can I have this? Can I do this too? Yeah. And they said, absolutely. They said, you know, we know, and it's true, and I knew this as a mediator and a, and a person who teaches communication skills, people need to be heard. You know, and we know it, we hear it all the time. Boy, the guy on the airplane who I didn't even know told me his whole life story. Right. The guy at the party who wouldn't shut up. He was monologuing the whole time. He's monologue, monologue, monologue. And these are people that, that in their life they, they're not feeling heard. They they're not they're not feeling like they're connecting enough. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so um they that's what they said. The advice people said. People need to be heard. And I I took that in, I took it home, I made some feet, uh, I made a sign that just said advice lady, and mm -hmm. I started hitting festivals, and I charged 25 cents, and people walk up, and they ask me for advice. Now, it's interesting, because sometimes people will, they'll walk by, you know, and if I don't have a lot of people coming up to me, which is pretty rare, frankly, I mean, usually I have a line, but people, if, if they're not, I'll say, hey, I'll change your life for 25 cents, you know, and I'll do a little <laughs> barter banter thing, you know, but but people will, will come up and they'll drop 25 cents in my little bucket, and they'll tell me really extraordinary things, really super extraordinary, sometimes gut-wrenching things. Yeah. And I listen. I'll just listen. And sometimes they will ask for advice. And sometimes I will have not said a word. Mm. And they will finish what they're saying and they'll they will say, You are brilliant. Mm. You you this was this was amazing. This this was the best advice I'd ever I've ever gotten. I didn't say a word. Literally. You know, and I was just—I was just gonna—I started to interrupt. I was just gonna say that um, that reminds me of uh, of a story in in Dale Carnegie's work, the How to Win Friends and Influence People. Which, I mean, if if you haven't read that book, folks, go read it. It's it's marvelous. I mean, it's uh, the the title's corny and some of the the verbiage is a little corny because it's you know, gosh, almost a hundred years old probably. Um, but it reminds me of a story in there he talked about, you know, um, where he had spent all evening listening to somebody talk about their their plants or something, and at the end of the night, the the person 
told the host that Dale was the, a great conversationalist when he actually hadn't said anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting how when you just let people talk, they will, although sometimes that can get, can get annoying in a, on a personal basis. <laughs> but It anyway. can. It can. Well, you know, and I have a tip for you on that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. When, when somebody's going on and on and on, and, and we have this actually, I give this tip in a workplace environment because it, it does happen in the workplace. <clears throat> and and it's happened in mediation with me. Um, and you can just kind of do some physical thing that changes your dynamic, just changes your physical thing. Mm-hmm. And the person's still talking, and you can just say, hey, Jim, let me interrupt you for just a second. I want you mm-hmm. to know I'm really hearing you. And what I want to know is, what is the most important thing that you want me to know about what you're telling me right now? Or what are the three or two most important things that you want to convey to me before I need to go? I'm looking at my, you know, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're wanting them to know that you need to wrap it up mm-hmm. and you want to help them to be more concise and, and funnel it, bring it in a little bit. And that can, yeah. be, that can be helpful. That's fantastic. That's great Good. advice. Good. Take notes, people. Take, Take notes. notes. Take Twitter notes. Uh, only 140 characters, though, right? That's right, only um, 140. And and so um, uh, the, the, so the com- so back to a little bit about so you want to have you're going to have common ground. You're gonna you're gonna try to figure out what is it about this thing that we both need or, and or want. That's really important. And I'll, I'll give you one other tidbit, and then we can be done or or not. If if we're dealing in um, in a divorce situation. And it doesn't have to be divorce. It can be a breakup. You know, before before the the Marriage Act, where, where um, gays and lesbians could marry, we we did do we still did splits, if you will. We didn't call it marriage. They didn't call it marriage, but now it's marriage. But it can, in, depending on what state you're in, it may not be. But but even couples who live together break up, and they feel like they need some help, um, either organizing their stuff or or learning how to live without each other, even though they mm-hmm. want to. They need to figure out how that's going to work, yeah. and and so in a divorce, for example, if you've got couples and you know the question comes up, who's going to pay for the braces? You know the kids are going to have to have braces within the next year. Who's going to pay for the braces? And and so we will we will try to find out who you know wants to and and what it's going to look like, and we can work through all that data. But we've had on more than one occasion where a dad, for example, it could be the mom, but a dad will say, I'm going to pay for the braces. And what he's doing there is he's not presenting his interest. He's presenting his solution. This is his solution to a dilemma. Uh-huh. And that's, that's fine as long as everybody agrees to that solution. Uh-huh. But in mediation, usually that doesn't happen, I can tell you. And so what we have to do is we have to get to the interest. Why does he want to pay for those braces? What's in it for him? What's that about? And so we have to ask really open-ended big questions and try to find out. And there are a lot of different reasons that people may want to do that. Do you want to take a stab at what some of those might be? Or shall I just tell you? No, I'd be happy to take a take a stab at it. Let's see. Um, might want to do it just to uh, be the good guy in the situation? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he thinks that he can get out of paying something else by paying that. Um, maybe just a really just a good person wants to do it. Beautiful. All three of those are extremely valid. Absolutely. And we've heard 
you know, differing of those all along. Um, and another really common one is I want my kids to know that I love them. Ah, mm -hmm. And so, so the reason we want to find those things out is because if this is about love, that's very different than his solution of money. Yeah. And the money may not get him what he truly needs. And that's my goal as a mediator is to find out what you truly need and help you try to get that. And that's for both parties because I'm, I'm neutral, right? Gotcha. And I just would like everybody to be able to get what they need. And mm -hmm. so, you know, if love is, is truly what he's looking for, there are other ways besides paying for the braces than getting that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just to stretch the story a little further, let's say that he isn't even working. Let's say that he doesn't have insurance. And let's say mm -hmm. that she is a neuroscientist making tons of money and could pay for them out of pocket very easily, but also is very well insured. So it doesn't make sense for him to do it, but it's all he could think of. It was his only quick solution to the problem. Mm -hmm. Whereas gotcha. if you break the problem down, you mm -hmm. can really help him be truly satisfied and her because she wants to pay for him. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. That's good yeah. stuff. That's yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, any other tips you want to give people for, um, you know, uh, for conflict resolution? Okay. Have we have we had any tweets at all? We need have to have tweets. Tweets. Oh, let's see what we have here. Um, we may not. We may not have any tweets. Well, but. It seems like well, well, we've got Bradley again. He says that he's got a. He's been told he has a face to talk to, and he often has trouble getting people to stop talking. <laughs> Um, so, Did he? Uh, I wonder Bradley, if you could tweet back and ask him if he heard my suggestion about that. <clears throat> yeah, let's see. Uh, why don't you just tell people again, just so, uh, just in case uh, anybody missed that. So, okay. so I'm, and I'll tell you, I had a situation recently where I was at a party and this individual basically vomited forth stuff I had absolutely zero interest in, and I was mm -hmm. trying to give as much um, physical you know, cues as to that, sort of trying to look away and this sort of thing, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, and they just either didn't care or didn't get it. Mm -hmm. um, and so Many please tell us again. People, yeah, I think people are not aware. I think they're just, mm -hmm. that's why self-awareness is so important all the time, every day, in, in every situation, but but it can also be tiring too. But um, and, and so at a party, you know, in, in at work, a party is not as big a deal. I mean, I guess at a party you could just say, yo, dude, I got to go, and you can walk <laughs> away, right? I, you know, I, we don't have a lifetime relationship here. Shoot, but, I should but have done you, that. <laughs> um, but if you want, you can, you know, if you if you want to have a relationship with this person or you want to, you know, or if you're going to see this person every day, then I think it's great just to, if they're, if they're really rambling on, you can, you well, you have a couple of options, but one is just to say, hey, I need to interrupt you. Just be authentic because that's what you're about to do. I'm going to interrupt you, and in fact, I have now interrupted you, right? This is, this is the number one thing to do and okay. say, I really appreciate you telling me this. I have about one minute more, and then I really have to go. I mean, you're well, just you being honest. Have, well, wait, I'm sorry. Let me, just, let, let me interrupt you for a minute. Please. Please what feel if, free. What if you're at a party and, and you don't have to go? You're going to still be there at the party. Mm -hmm. I still have to go. <laughs> I I don't I don't <laughs> I don't owe you my explanations, but I got to go. And if you wanted to, you could add. I really need to mingle. There are some other people here I need to talk to. Okay. So good. I've got 
I've got, you know, a couple. Or the, what I mentioned before is to say, hey, and it, this would work well at work or something or in a mediation. If you want to learn about mediation, contact me. But um, is to say, um, what's most important? If you had to capsulize the last four hours of your monologue, you know, if you, if, listen, I, I'm going to have to go, but I really want to know, what's the most important thing you want to tell me from what you've just what you've just said. What's the thing that you want me to take away with me? Because I'm taking it away. Like yeah, I'm going away now. Well, it puts a parameter around them. Right. Yeah. And it helps them have a structure that they internally may not have. They may have some boundary issues. They may have some issues around, I need to really feel heard. I need to be heard. And yeah. so, you know, it, it, I don't think it helps to continue to injure that person. Mm. Um, That's true. That's true. <clears throat> but I think you can also take care of you. And that's when we talked about, can I be kind or um, do I want to be right or do I want to be kind? And I think that you can, I don't think you, I don't think you're kind if you're lying. And mm. you're lying yeah. if you're listening and you don't want to be. True. true. And the, one of the most helpful and scary things that we can do for people is to help them be in reality. And if you want to really, really, may I say, piss someone off, hmm. is mess with their reality. That's that's the quickest way to make somebody not like you and, and probably throw a hissy fit. So I think you can be kind by saying, I need to interrupt you. And what you're saying there is, um, I'm going to take care of myself now. And let me give you one more offer to take care of you. I'm going to give that to you. And if they go off on a tangent, then you have to really take care of yourself and say, Jim, I really hear you, and, I, and I've got to go. I've got other people I need to talk to here. I've got to get back to my job. Um, you know, I'm going to go now, period. Mm -hmm. It's not negotiable. Yeah. And, you know, let me just say, too, you know, I mean, there are, I mean, sometimes I'm pretty good at that, just sort of just sort of listening and nodding and, and feigning interest. Um, and... Um, <laughs> Uh, sometimes, you know, I just, I feel like it's such a selfish action on their part when literally sometimes these, these people like this, these folks, they don't ask a single question. This, this individual uh, spoke for, I, I, I swear, 15 or 20 minutes straight and, and not once asked a single question. And I, I, I got to tell you, if you're, if you're one of those people, I mean, pick up the book, Dale Carnegie's book, really, um, or talk to Laura um, because uh, most people don't want to hear your your long diatribe. They want to be involved in the conversation. They don't want to be lectured to, basically, is what's what's kind of going on, I think. Right, right. And I guess my question for you is, why did you stay 20 minutes? Good Lord, exactly. <laughs> well, I was... I was sort of sitting there and and I you know I don't know trying to uh, trying to be nice I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I you know and we need more people trying to be nice for sure. Um but you know we just have to really be tuned to our own reality and I'm not saying be selfish. I think we can be kind too. But you know, at, at about three minutes in, you can usually get an idea, especially at a party. You know, a party is about yeah. mingling and being all over. It's not about this monologuing situation. And I yeah. think you just have to take care of yourself. Yeah, I think that's. A, I think that, that being able to say that is a, is a really good way to, uh, you know, cut them off gently, you know. Yeah. And like you said, I do like what you said, too, because... You know the the reason they're doing this is they is I mean one of the reasons they're doing it is perhaps because they just they need to be heard they're not being heard anywhere else, and so if 
I mean, if I spend, really, if I think about it logically, and I go, you know what, if I can spend, if it takes me 15 or 20 minutes um, of my life, you know, once every so often to help somebody feel special and be heard, you know, why not? Right, right. Um, and I had a, a person one time say, they, they were kind of going on and on and on, and you may not feel this is appropriate, and I would not feel it's appropriate in every circumstance. I mean, this is a custom. Communication is a very customized thing. It's not a blanket thing. But sure. after a few minutes, because of the data that they were sharing with me, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you off um, right. for just a second. And I mean, I said, cut you off. I'm going to cut you off. And um, I, and I want to know if you'd like to, to make an appointment. Oh, nice. You know, that's... Because you can bring your checkbook, <laughs> right? And and, yeah. and we can do. This is a party, right? Right. And this right. is the session. <laughs> We're now right. having a coaching session, and I don't see your checkbook. So we, you know, exactly. we, we need and to talk know, about that. I got to say the same thing. You know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm I listen to people all day long, and I'm happy to do it when when we're working together, when we're trying to make change and that kind of stuff. But if it's just your, uh, I don't want to go into detail about what the story because I don't want to uh, single anybody out but um, yes absolutely on a professional basis you know please bring your checkbook and let's talk as long as you want to um, as long as it's relevant um, but at a party situation you know hey let's have I a mingle. back and forth right yeah I got to mingle and I think a lot of people like that too just are are so unaware Mm -hmm. um, of of they're they're not even paying attention to you nodding. You know you're nodding and you're going like they're starting on a story. Like if somebody were, if, for example, if another hypnotist came up and started talking to you about something, and you're nodding because you read that same exact article, mm -hmm. but they still need to tell you the minutia of that article. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm 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 shaking. I'm letting you know. I oh yeah, I read that article. Oh, and then when he said this, and he's okay. We're on the oh. same page now. Let's move to a new topic. I've read the article. Oh. You've read the article. You've told me how you felt. Let's move on. But I think those people, I don't think we need to injure them any more than they've been injured, but we also don't need to be injured by them. Right. And so we just have to take we have to take care of ourselves. Absolutely. That is, I, I got to tell you, that is one of the more frustrating things is when someone starts to tell you something and you, uh, for me anyway, and I tell them, oh, yeah, that, I heard that or I saw that or you were telling me that before, and then they keep going on with the story. Mm -hmm. Man, could we talk about something else? I don't know. Yep. Anyway, yep. Laura, this has been an excellent, um, an excellent um, uh, talk with you, and I appreciate everyone who's kind of uh, bared with us through the technology. We got a tweet from Greg Butler says, "Wow!" Exclamation point! Excellent! Excla excellent! Three times with three exclamation points. And, nice. Uh, so really nice feedback there. Uh, I do want to remind everybody, uh, please share this. Um, if you know people that could benefit from uh, from what Laura's got to say, we um, uh, this will be on my channel at YouTube, um, which is uh, YouTube slash Jim Kellner. And um, let's see, what else do I want to say? Share it on our Facebook pages too, Jim, or no? Absolutely. So it'll take just a few minutes for, um, I don't know exactly how long, but just it won't take very long for this to actually uh, be saved onto YouTube, and then we can share it. People can view it later, and it'll be there yeah, basically forever, you know. Okay, <laughs> forever. Uh, be taken off. Yes, exactly. Laura, before we go, I, I do always like to ask my guests if they've got, you know, three things that, 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 that my audience can do 
to live a more awesome life today. Do you have three things that you could share with us? Yeah, uh, I would say um, have the courage to face those things that scare you, uh, especially mm -hmm. if there are conflicts. Mm -hmm. um, and I, contrary to the ending subject of what we talked about, <laughs> um, <laughs> let's all try to listen. Let's try to listen more. Yeah. Right. Um, unless it's not appropriate, and then don't listen anymore. But I, I would say <laughs> listen, listen, and 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 the third thing is for me is always to be more self-aware. Try to be aware of how you are in a space, how you are in a conversation, how you are in a business. What role do you play? What might your actions or your interactions? How might they affect other people? And just be mm -hmm. more aware, more self-aware. Fantastic, more self-aware. Hey, I want to, uh, Laura. I want to thank you so much for being on the on the show today. Especially again, trying out the new, the new technology. Well, it's not new, new to us anyway. Um, you know, so Laura, if you'll mention that you that you saw or heard um, this, uh, I scratched. By the way, that was not a pick. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> if. Uh, um, if you mentioned to Laura that you uh, heard about this about her from this uh, this podcast, exploring awesome, she's going to she's got a special uh, offer that she's going to make towards you toward to you uh, for coaching for business couples and individuals. Um, and Laura, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, you can email me at Laura J O'Neill at gmail .com. So that's L A U R A J. O N E A L at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. And Facebook is Facebook slash The Advice Lady. And then there'll be some letters and numbers behind that. And uh, or on Twitter at Laura J. O'Neill. And love to love to help in any way that I can. And and uh, always give you a, a free first half hour session to kind of see if we mesh. You know, it may be that we're not a good match for coaching. Usually we are, but um, we want to see, and, and then we can talk about, you know, moving forward with some coaching, training, whatever whatever you might need. Fantastic. You know, Laura, I just want to, you know, thanks so much for being on. I want to thank everybody that's listening right now live and everybody who listens later. Um, you know, please subscribe, rate the show. If you liked it, if you didn't, uh, let us know why. Uh, I do want to let everybody know that uh, next Saturday, if you're in the Phoenix area, that's uh, April 11th, I will be again doing massage at a uh, at a at a workshop at a at a conference taught by Cal Jurdy, who's an expert in uh, transformation. This workshop is on uh, persuasion with integrity, which I really like. This guy is is phenomenal. Uh, if you'd like that, it's a it's an all day event on a Saturday, April 11th. Uh, the website for that is fearlesstransformation.com and if you mention that you saw that on the uh, the website I'm gonna give you a, uh, a free hypnosis uh, uh, download or CD your choice when you come to the show uh, if you want more information about this show about uh, hypnosis uh, for help or for entertainment visit my website Jim Kellner hypnotist.com and uh, find me on Facebook Twitter Instagram even Ello you could be my third follower <laughs> Hey, all right. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Take care, be well, and hey, be awesome.